Good morning and welcome to a Christmas edition of the Christmas uh, the, the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, broadcasting to you uh, not from Texas today, but from Illinois. And uh, we are very pleased to be with you, and uh, we're glad you're taking time out of your Christmas holiday to, uh, to spend with us. And we hope that, uh, that you spent yesterday with family and friends and uh, that uh, you had fun and fellowship, but most of all, uh, that you were concentrating on Jesus Christ, who is the reason for the entire season. Um, and uh, so we hope today's broadcast will, will be a blessing to you as well. Uh, we are continuing in our studies of Revelation. Um, now, last a couple days ago, I think on Tuesday, we left off uh, with chapter 12. And Pastor, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to do a short review of chapter 12 and then get into 13 also a little bit today, correct? Well, that's correct. I could probably spend the rest of the hour on the review, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, we discussed that. It would be very easy to do. Um, yeah. But w uh, without much further ado, sir, um, please uh, review chapter 12 with us and, uh, and um, please give us some further instruction, if you will. All right. Well, to begin with, um, uh, so far we've uh, uh, done the commentary on the, uh, um, the, the seven-sealed book. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how the opening of the first seal of the book was the beginning of the tribulation period. Right. And then we went into the seven trumpets, and we are in the period of the seven trumpets right now, uh, when the seven trumpets sounds, and then we'll be in, in uh, chapter 16 in the seven vials. And these are all judgments during the period of the tribulation. That's the last seven years of earth history as we know it and of course uh, we're studying it prophetically so in the uh, in chapter 11 we saw the two witnesses that came and preached uh, for three and a half years we talked about how they were Mo Moses and Elijah Moses representing the law and Elijah representing the prophets both of which impinge upon uh, the nation of Israel, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, let me let me read the last several verses of chapter eleven, and then we'll begin again and, and do a review of chapter twelve. Uh, in in chapter eight, there were three woes that were prophesied, and this is uh, this uh, we're going to talk about is the third woe. Uh, because in eleven verse uh, chapter eleven verse fourteen it says the second woe is past, and behold the third woe cometh quickly. Uh, the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders, which we talked about in chapter four, uh, they fell down and. And worship to God, giving thanks to God Almighty. And uh, so uh, we end chapter 11 with this verse. It says, And the temple of God was opened in heaven, 
and there were seen in his temple the ark of his testament. There were lightnings and voices, thunderings, and an earthquake and great hail. Now back now uh, back to cha uh, chapter twelve. It says there and, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven. A woman. Now remember, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And that's indicative of the uh, of the nation Israel, because the nation Israel is a nation of twelve tribes. Correct. The twelve sons, those twelve tribes being the twelve sons of Jacob, who was later named Israel. Right. And then in verse 2 it says, As she, that is Israel, being with child, wow, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And of course, this is a reference to the Virgin Mary, uh, who was of the line of the, king, the kingly line of David. Right. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. Wow. The great red dragon is Satan. And his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven. The stars of heaven, in this case, were other angels, a third part of the angels. And it did, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now Satan is a lot smarter than anybody except God. Satan knew that there was going to be a Savior born. It was, it was prophesied. And he understood prophecy a lot better than we did. Because he was the chief angel in heaven at one time. And we're going to talk about that in a few moments. And he was thrown out of heaven. But he wanted to, to devour the child, which would be Jesus Christ, before he had a chance to save the world. But you can't do, you can't beat God. You just can't. No. And he couldn't. And so it says in verse 5, And she, Israel, and Mary, uh, 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 in essence, she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And we'll see the prophecy of that in, in Psalm chapter 2, verse 9. And also in Revelation 19.15, Jesus Christ will rule as with a rod of iron. And it says, her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. Well, that uh, talks about his death, burial, and resurrection. Mm -hmm. And now we're getting to the tribulation uh, prophecy. And it says, and the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred threescore days or three and a half years or 42 months according to the Hebrew calendar. Mm -hmm. And now, and, and so now we're into the, because of, of that uh, thousand uh, two hundred and three score days tells us that we're in the second half of the tribulation right right which was a seven-year period and verse seven said and there was a war in heaven and michael and his angels fought against the dragon 
And the dragon fought at his angels and prevailed not. Neither was there found any place, any, excuse me, and neither was there place found anymore in heaven. Uh, and we'll go to Job chapter 1, verse 6 in just a moment. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out onto the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Mm -hmm. Now remember the wording there as we read the next couple of verses. And I heard a voice, a loud voice, saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night now I want to uh, I, I want to pause here and tell you that probably um, most believers who have gone to fundamental churches, Bible-believing churches, actually have studied uh, the life and, and the progress and the works of Satan. Where in the world did Satan come from? How did he begin? Now, you got to remember that Satan was not the product of conception. Right. He was the product of creation. That's right. God God created all of the angels and Satan was one of them. As a matter of fact, in Isaiah chapter 14, if you want to turn in your Bibles, I'll give you a moment and, and let me tell you in in Isaiah chapter 14, uh, we see what happened and when it happened about Satan being cast out of heaven. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now we're going to uh, Isaiah 14, uh, verse 12. Mm -hmm. God speaking. And he says, How art thou fallen from heaven? You get that message? How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst, which didst weaken the nations? Mm -hmm. And so we see that Lucifer was cast out of heaven right. and thrown down to the earth. Right. Okay. And then, verse 13, he says, here's, how, here's what happened. Here's how you got cast down. It says, for thou hast said in thine heart. Now, Understand that expression. Satan didn't announce to God what he was going to do or what he wanted to do. He was saying it in his mind, in his heart. But God, who knoweth all things, knew this. And so here's what Satan has said in his heart. There are five I wills here. Five times Satan said, I will. First of all, he said, I will ascend into heaven. <laughs> well, how could you ascend into heaven? Uh, if you're already there. Well, that's right. He already was there in the beginning, but he was uh, cast down uh, to the ground. Uh, he said, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. 
he's going to sit on the throne, he thinks. God had other plans. Thank God. And then he said, I will sit also upon the, uh, upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. There are a lot of Christian science, scientists. Now, I'm not using that as a denomination because there is a, a denomination that's uh, false. Uh, but those who are real believers and have studied things uh, have said that they think that... Uh, that the heaven is in the northern sky, because in the book of Job, talking about God uh, creating the earth, it says he, he stretcheth out the north over the empty place. That's right. And, and hangeth the earth upon nothing. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, uh, many great uh, uh, minds, I don't have one, but of the great minds, they think that that's where heaven was because there is a place in the northern sky where there are no heavenly bodies, mm -hmm. such as stars and asteroids and all that stuff. That's right. Yep. But so Satan knew where it was. He said, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. That means in heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's three I wills. Here's the fourth one. He says, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Really? Try it, you know. Then he said, and then he said, in, in uh, Isaiah 14, 14, he says, I will be like the most high. In other words, I'm going to be God. Well, God's not going to have it because he's in chapter 14 of Isaiah, verse 15, he says, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell and to the sides of the pit. Mm. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So take that, Satan. Right. But Satan, yeah, Satan was created. Now let's go to, uh, now we talked about the five I wills of Satan. God answers those I wills, uh, whether you know it or not, and, and, I, and I didn't know this until recent years, that uh, God answers those five I wills with his own five I wills in Ezekiel chapter 28. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting chapter. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, I, yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and, and I'm going to say something to you. Uh, sometimes uh, the literal translation uh, of the Word of God is not called for in this respect. Uh, there is a an English, um, how shall I say it, uh, um, term uh, of of uh, even interpreting the English language, and, and it's it's the the. the uh, personification is what it's called and God's using personification in the Ezekiel 28 and I'll tell you why in just a moment but if you go to verse 12 he said to, to Ezekiel son of man take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus now is there was there a literal king Tyrus yeah there was and he was a stinker <laughs> yeah and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum 
full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. As can that be said of any human being? No. No, there are uh, a lot of women in history who have been beautiful, but none of them perfect, you know. But then he says to the king of Tyrus, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Do you know the king of Tyre was never in, he is never in Eden? In fact, there have been only four personages that ever were in Eden. That's right. And we know that three of them were Adam, Eve, God, and what was the other one, Curtis? Satan. The, ser the serpent. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Later on in the book of Revelation, we'll see that the serpent... The serpent has also been called the devil right. and Satan. Right. And he was in the garden of God. Now, could it be said of the king of Tyre? The no. next thing, it says, every precious stone was that covering. The sardius, topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, and the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and gold, the workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipe, and thy pipe was prepared to thee in the day that thou was created. That's right. So now we're talking about a created being rather than a birthed being. Right. So, and then he says in verse 14 of Isaiah 28, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have sent thee so. He was the chief angel in heaven. Until he said in his heart what he said in Isaiah chapter 14. Mm -hmm. So he said, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. I have sent thee so. You know, you were, you were in charge of things, and, and I, I, I put you in charge. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day thou wast created. The second time in this chapter, talking about a created being. Mm-hmm, that's right. Thou wast perfect, you were perfect in your ways from the day thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. Yep. By the, multi by the way, angels are capable of sin. Did you know that? Yes, they are. They just don't. Okay, but they did. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. Thou hast sinned. And God says, then for, he says, therefore, and then we see the five I wills. He said, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God. Mm. Uh, by the way, uh, that's partially happened, but it has, it's, that's not complete yet. And we'll see that uh, in, uh, in uh, Revelation chapter 12, it, it's complete. And he said, I will, this is the second one, I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of the fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Mm -hmm. That's why human beings are told 
that we're not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. Right, right. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom. And he had it, you know. Isaiah chapter 14 said he did. Now you have corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. Then it comes another I will. I will cast thee to the ground. Wow. God then says, I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore, will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee. And here's the fifth one. I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. <laughs> He's not only going to destroy God, I mean Satan. God's not only going to destroy Satan, he's going to embarrass him. Oh, yeah. All they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at, at thee. Thou shalt be a terror, and never shalt thou be any more. Whoops. Oops, isn't that amazing? Um, I'm going to turn to John chapter 8, if you would, please. John chapter 8. Oh, yeah. We're, st we're still talking about <laughs> Satan. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have to pardon him, folks. He's my son. He knows right where I'm going. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. John chapter John chapter 8, it's about the truth that frees you. Yeah. Uh, and, and in John uh, chapter 8, verse mm -hmm. 31, uh, now, now why do you read so much scripture, Dick? Well, I'll tell <laughs> you why. Because uh, one of my rules of study and presentation is the word of God. Uh, I speak always under the banner of what saith the scripture. If it comes from my mouth... It, it, it's got a possibility of being wrong. In fact, in a lot of cases, the probability. So that's why I read so much scripture, because I can edify you with the scripture, not with my personality. And don't say amen to that, Curtis. I'm not. And, okay. So it says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. Now, Jesus came initially to the Jewish nation and for the Jewish nation and then by extension to us as Gentiles. But he said to the Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Whoa. How can you really be a disciple of Jesus Christ by continuing in God's word? Mm -hmm. And then he said, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Yeah. No good works there. Just knowing the truth, Blessing. which shall make you tree, free. And then they answered him, we be Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. Oh, brother, <laughs> listen to that. They'd forgotten their history. Yeah. They were in captivity for 70 years in, in Babylon. Cut it out now, people. You, uh, you, you just have forgotten where you came from. Yeah. And, then, and then they say to Jesus, how sayest thou ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant 
of sin. Now listen to me, listeners. We still have the sin nature of Adam. Right. And that and that won't be erased until we're resurrected. Yeah. And so you need to listen to these. Whoever commits sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you're Abraham's seed. But ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. You see, Satan has got together with the Jews and has said, let's do away with him. Yep. Yep. But, surprise, surprise, he rose again from the dead. And then in verse 38 of John chapter um, um, 8, it says, I speak that which I have seen with my father. And ye do that which ye have seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If you were Abraham's children, you'd do the works of Abraham. <laughs> but now you seek to kill me. A man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. Yep. This did not Abraham. Ye do the works the the you do the deeds of your father. And they said unto him, We be not born of fornication. In other words, they're accusing the Lord Jesus Christ having been born as a result of the, his mother's fornication. Can you imagine that? Well. Denying the virgin birth? Yeah. There are some translations in our English language which deny the virgin birth. Yes. Isaiah yeah. chapter 7, they say, a young yeah. woman shall conceive. Yeah. When the Hebrew word could well be have been translated, a virgin shall be conceived, shall conceive. And, uh, and the book of John and Matthew says, calls her a virgin. Yeah. A virgin. Yep. And then he says, uh, uh, they be, he said, they said, we be not born for fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. We would be well to remember that, shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Neither came I of, my, of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because my word. Wow. Yeah. Then, here's what I'm getting to. He said to these Jews, You are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. Wow. He was a murderer from the beginning mm-hmm. and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. Wow. Now remember in Revelation 12, we said, uh, we talked about him being the accuser of the brethren, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. He says, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is the liar and the father of it. Wow. Yeah. And so he was the father of lies. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 4, we remember it quite well. In the garden, uh, mm-hmm. said the serpent came to Eve. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I said, didn't God say you, you couldn't eat of every tree of the garden? She said, we can eat of every tree, but the one of this uh, 
the tree of the knowledge of good and evil we can't eat uh, unless we die. Now, she was misquoting God. Yeah, she added, neither, neither should we touch it. Lest we die. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <clears throat> and Satan said, he quoted God perfectly. You shall not surely die. Liar, liar, your pants on fire. Yep. I'll tell you what, he was a liar from the beginning. And a murderer. And a murderer from the beginning. Well, how was that? Eve didn't live forever because she ate of that fruit. Satan and knew she, Satan knew that if he could introduce the sin, that the sin would inter, would bring death. And Adam was complicit. Yep. She said the woman, and by the way, he gave a pretty uh, lame excuse. Uh, the woman gave it to me, and I did eat of it. <laughs> he told God, "Well, yeah. you didn't, you didn't have to, but you did." Yep. And ever since then, every human being, and this will include in the tribulation period, Yes. every human being, born of man, born of woman, died. Yep. Yep. Except one, Enoch. And yep. you know why? He was the seventh from Adam. Mm-hmm. Do you think God was giving us a signal? About sevens? Of course he was. It could be. Yeah, it could well be. So anyway, let's go back then to the, the Revelation chapter 12. And and uh, let's, uh, let's read verse 10 and 11 uh, again. Um, and, and it says... Uh, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Dear believer, let me tell you this about Satan. He's busy. He's busy, busy, busy because we're sinners, sinners, sinners yeah. and right now he has access to heaven right now he has access to heaven whereby he is accusing Curtis A and Pastor Dick he's accusing us mm -hmm. of sin mm -hmm. now how do I know that well if you will turn with me to the book of Job. Boy, there was a man that really, really suffered great, great agony in his life. Yeah, this, and, is, uh, this is a great example. I'm glad you're going here and doing this. Yeah. Uh, well, I have to because it's yeah. the Bible. That's right. And it talks about the accuser, okay? Sure does. Job chapter 1. My, my good wife is sitting behind me in the co on the couch with our faithful Shih Tzu dog. <laughs> They're best buddies. And she's a woman of the book, let me tell you. Yeah, absolutely. And she just said, Job chapter what? And I said, Job chapter what? <laughs> let's look at verse, um, let's look at uh, chapter one, yep. 
talking about Job, he was a man in the land of Uz mm -hmm. whose name was Job. That man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Right. Wow. Wow. Could that be said of any of us? Man, I doubt it. No. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she-asses, and very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men in the East. And with all of that livestock, he had to have seven sons yeah. to help him with it. Oh, yeah. And in verse 4, it says, And his sons went and feasted in their houses, everyone in his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning, offered up burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. What a man. Loved his God, loved his kids. Yep. Wow. Well, there was a day when the sons of God, now understand that fr phrase, sons of God, often refers to the fallen angels. That's right. Because uh, they are, were the sons of God. They, they couldn't have been the sons of women because they were created by God himself. And they were called the sons of God. By the way, they were so called the sons of God in Genesis chapter 6. And we'll see that once more in, in Job chapter 2, they are called the sons of God. That was Satan and the one-third of his angels that were cast out of heaven. And it says, now well, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. Bingo. There it is. And the Lord, yep, that's right. There he is. He has access to heaven. Mm -hmm. Because where is God? In heaven. And where did Satan have to come to present himself before God? Heaven. Yep. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? <laughs> well, God knew that. It's yep. a rhetorical question. <laughs> then Satan answered and said, From going, I came from going to, to and fro in the Oh, my goodness. Saturn. In the Earth. Saturn. In the Earth, yeah. Mars. And if, yeah. No. Yeah. It's and the, in the Earth. It's the Earth. And from walking up and down in it. Wow. He's with us today, folks. He's working today, folks. Yep. He's not dead yet, folks. He's not locked up in hell yet, folks. He's obviously working overtime. And he's accusing the brethren. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth? Even the best of people in the earth are sinners. Yep. It says, he, he said, calls Job a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. This was one great man. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear thee? Does Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not made a hedge about him, 
and about his house and how all that he has on every side. Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in lint. He says, but you put forth your hand now and touch all that he has, and he will curse thee to thy face. Wow. Now there's an accusation. And then the accusation was his faith is not really that strong. That's right. He, he believes because he's got stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there are folks like that today. I'm not even going to name some of the people in America that are all puffed up with their own importance because they had money, money, money. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Did you hear that, folks? The best man in the world at this time. God said to Satan, Okay, okay. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And so then things began happening to Job. He lost his family. He lost all that he had. I mean, if you read the whole book of Job, you can't believe all the stuff that he, that he lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God says, you can, you know, you can do these things. Too. By the way, Job wins in the, at the end of the book. Isn't this wonderful? I love it when the, <laughs> when the hero wins. Goes through all of this nonsense, all of this stuff, all of this sorrow and, and pain. And I'm pain so bad that he had boils so bad at one time that he had to scratch him with, with the broken pottery. It hurt so bad. Um, but anyway, let's go to Job chapter 2 because we're talking about Satan. This is a... This is a lesson on Satan. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Again, the sons of God are fallen angels. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From same thing, from going to and fro on the earth, from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? There's none like him in the earth, perfect, upright man. And he said all the same things that he said about him in chapter 1. He said, Although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. He's saying he's rich. Mm hmm. That's what he's interested in, God. But he said to God, but put forth thy hand now and touch his bone and his flesh. Now remember, Satan was given uh, permission to touch all that Job had. Yeah, his wealth. His possession. His wealth. He said, but now uh, put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan before, he is in thine hand, but save his life. Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils and so forth. And from that point on until uh, chapter 42, Job went through literal hell on earth because of what Satan did. And he was the accuser of the brethren and is, is the same in, uh, in Revelation chapter 12 as he was them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, he was first cast out of heaven, although he still had ex- access to it. But now we're seeing this. 
Tough luck, Satan. The, um, the accuser of our brethren has cast down. Right. Can't be here. You can't have access any more. You can't accuse them day and night anymore. Because in verse 11 it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Is that us? I wonder. Is that the way the church of Jesus Christ behaves? Of course, he's talking about Israel as a nation. But folks, this is applicable to us. Yeah. Therefore, he said in, in Revelation twelve twelve, Rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you. Do you know what the devil was called in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2? He was called the prince of the powers of the air. That's right. Do you recall what he said uh, to, uh, to God when God said, Whence cometh you? And he said, For going up and down yep. in the earth. Up and down. I, I go up. And accuse, I come down and check who's sinning. Then I go up and accuse, I come, and that's what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's doing that right now. But now he's cast down unto the earth. And now, if I can use a worldly expression, he's ticked off. <laughs> and he knows it. Yeah. He said, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath. Because he knoweth that he, he hath but a short time. Mm -hmm. You see, this is the second half of the tribulation. And part of this tribulation is this. When we get to Revelation 13. By the way, how much time do we have left, son? Uh, we now have about 18 minutes left. Okay, we'll get in. We'll get into chapter 13. And uh, then we'll do a review of it next time. Um, and thank you so much, you folks who are tuning in, for putting up with this uh, old blabbermouth preacher. Um, <laughs> but I just love the Word of God, and I can't help it. And I don't. And I don't. Re and I don't repent of it. Okay. Amen. <laughs> but I hope you're learning some things, as I do daily. Mm -hmm. In fact, Timothy was told that by the Apostle Paul, the things that thou hast learned, the same commit to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. That's what we're doing here. That's right. Curtis and I. That's right. That's what we're doing. Okay. So he says um, he, he was full of great wrath but because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast onto the earth, mm -hmm. now he sees. He's no, he's no idiot. Right. right. Except He's stupid and not believing God, but he still thinks that he can win. And when the dragon saw that he was cast onto the earth, he persecuted the woman that brought forth the man-child. And that woman that brought forth the man-child was the nation Israel, which is a, a, a picture of the 12 stars in chapter 12, verse 1, as we talked about earlier. And to the woman... We're given two wings of a great eagle. Eagle, uh, Curtis, have you ever seen an eagle fly? Oh yeah, 
have a steak and shake here in town. I live in East Peoria, that, but uh, and there's a, it's, it sits on the river, and and there were trees in the yard of the steak and shake, and there were eagles that made their nest there. <laughs> and yeah. we were just marveled at the greatness of the eagles. I even saw them drive into the river and come up with a fish in their mouth. <laughs> I actually saw that. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The serpent. Uh, okay. So they were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for, and here's that time again, a time, times, and a half, half, a, and time. half a time. That's three and one half years. That's right. 42 months, 1260 days. And who was she to be, to be hidden from? From the face of the serpent. Yep. God's protecting now his elect nation. The book of Isaiah says on two occasions that Israel is God's elect nation. Right. Now, in this church age, we are elect personally. Mm -hmm. We are chosen personally, but only according to the foreknowledge of God. God knows right now at this moment whether you're saved or not. He knows whether you, if you're not saved, he knows the moment you will get saved. And he knows also uh, the moment that you will reject him totally. Mm-hmm. He knows all of that. And so he's, he's protecting now his elect nation because they're the ones that are going to be the chief rulers in a period called the millennium. And we'll talk about that when we get to Revelation 19 and 20. But right now we're in chapter 12. And so they were, they were, they were taken to a place where they would be nourished and kept safe. We think uh, in the modern day thought that that's probably the, uh, uh, the old ancient city of Petra. Yeah. Which is, which is right now in the country of Jordan. It was in, uh, in the, called the country of Ammon. And it says, And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. Mm -hmm. Now, is that figurative or, or is that literal? In this case, it sounds like it's literal. How could the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood? Well, how could he be in several places in such a short time? How could he have so much time to accuse the brethren when there are billions of us who are still sinners? Yeah, yeah. So casting flood out of his mouth, that's not a big deal for him. The serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman that he may cause her to be carried away by the flood. He's so ticked off at Israel. Mm-hmm. because Israel brought forth the Savior, the Messiah, and is now flocking back to him. It ticks him off. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened up her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And
and the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. Apparently not everybody got to the cave because there may have been a few unbelievers, but he was going to uh, get rid of the rest of Israel if he, if he can't get all of it. Uh, and uh, but, but this remnant may have been believers who didn't go, and it may have been uh, those uh, people that were sealed. Uh, we don't know. But anyway, um, he will make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the wrath of Satan echoed in the seventh trumpet. Yep. Now, the seventh trumpet is still echoing. And we go into chapter 13, and we see some real interesting stuff. Keep me apprised of the time, will you, young man? Twelve minutes. Twelve minutes. Wow. Wow. Did I talk that long already? You're laughing because you think I have already. <laughs> <laughs> I, know you, I know you have, but... Time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? It certainly does. <laughs> and I can't think of anything better to do. Amen. And, 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 and by the way, somebody might ask, how, how can you know to say all these things? Uh, folks, will you, will you get a habit of doing uh, what I do? Not that I'm anybody, because without Christ, I am nothing. Mm-hmm. I really am. I'm a sinner, mm-hmm. saved by grace. And, uh, but I, and, and, uh, my wife will tell you, my son will tell you, that I'm in the Word of God every day. When we go on vacation, um, I have a Bible with me mm-hmm. and, a, and a Strong's Concordance with me, and I study every every day. I haven't learned it all, and I'm not going to be able to learn it all because I'm 80 years old now. But having said that, this is how you can know more and more. The more you study this Word, mm-hmm. the more you'll understand of it. Amen. Okay. So... Um, it starts out chapter 13 and I stood upon the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads ten horns and upon his horns ten crowns and upon his heads the name of blasphemy yeah now I want to tantalize you here a little bit I'm going to continue reading and commenting, but we're going to go back to this verse, uh, verses 1 and 2 of chapter 13, because they have great Old Testament uh, prophecies in them, and I want to do uh, justice to this. But for right now, let's read it again. I stood upon the sand of the sea. You know, the sand is usually a, uh, a sign of Gentile nations. Yeah. Yep. So, so is the sea. And this, yep. Yeah. And so I saw a great be- beast, a beast now, rise up out of the sea, having these seven heads, ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head is the name of blasphemy. So we know this is somebody that's pretty wicked. Right. Because his very name is blasphemy. And he said, and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. And his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And so this beast that rises up 
is a henchman of Satan, and he's pretty great, and he got his authority from Satan. Right. And he said, and I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. Now, let me say this to you, because we'll find it in, in, in later chapters. Um, in fact, back in chapter 16, verse 13, we see the holy, the unholy trinity. Satan is a fake god. The beast is the fake Christ. And as we'll see a little bit later on, the false prophet will be the false Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And to be a fake Christ, you will have, have had to, appeared to have died. Right. right. That's right. And appeared to have been raised again. Right. Correct. And he said in verse 3 of chapter 13, And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. That's right. Now remember, at this point, most of Israel is gone to maybe Petra, mm -hmm. or wherever it was that God gave them safety. And in verse 4 of chapter 13, it says, hey, uh, it says they... That's the people who were left in the world uh, that the dragon can get to. And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? And who is able to make war with him? Five minutes, Pastor. Five minutes. Okay. Um, so... Let's, let's just let's just finish with that question. This is how the people are going to think about Satan. And I hate to tell you this, but there are people that feel this way about Satan even now. Yeah. I hope you're not one of them, dear believer. I mean, dear listener or dear believer. I hope you're not one of them. Just just understand that, that the Satan has great power, but he can't have us believers. He just can't. That's right. That's right. Okay. But you know what? He, I'm glad we did this hour this way, uh, Pastor, because, you know, there's an old military saying that, you know, uh, the, the, best, the best way to, to uh, defeat your enemy is to know as much as you can about him. And, That's right. And, and we do need to know who Satan is and what he is capable of and what, he's, what his mission is. We need to know more. That's right. We sure do. We sure do. Uh, let me give you, uh, and, and with this one, we'll we'll do a review and finish chapter thirteen our, our next and uh, our next uh, podcast, which will be, mm -hmm. I think, Tuesday. Is that correct, sir? Yes, sir. That's correct. Uh, okay. So um, we'll 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 finish chapter thirteen. We'll do a review and then we'll finish the chapter. But I want to take a minute to thank you that have that have, how shall I say, it, tuned in to our podcast. Um, we're, uh, this is that joy for us to do. Amen. And I want to thank, I want to thank God for giving us mm -hmm. this, this format. Yes. I want to thank my son, Kurt, for thinking about it. And, and I want to thank you for asking me to uh, participate. And it's been a great joy for me. As of recent days, we've had thousands of hits on this podcast. 
what a blessing this is to us. It really is, yeah. We wept tears of joy this morning just talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So, so t- tell your friends um, if you love them. And by the way, if you're not saved, you can only overcome the beast. You can only overcome the dragon through the blood of the Lamb, the precious Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith, not any works, just by believing the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for you. Have you done that? Won't you do it today? And with that, I'm finished, and I'll turn it over to you, Curtis, and thank you. Yes, sir. I wouldn't have this any other way. I'm glad you're part of it. Um, and uh, I, I'm also thankful for our listeners. Um, however many uh, they may be, or we're not totally certain, um, but we do know that we have some listeners overseas too, and, and that is a uh, particular blessing to us as well. And, and we thank you for, for taking uh, your time and uh, devoting it not to what we say, but to what the Word of God says. And, uh, and you're to be commended for that. And, uh, and not only that, uh, I'm sure that you'll receive reward for it if you're a believer. And yeah, pray for us too. Yes, oh, absolutely. Please pray for us. Um, we, we, we love what we do. It's not that we are enduring any kind of tribulation right now uh, because of it, but that's always possible in light of recent events. And we, 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 we know that that is, but that will not stop us nor will it deter us in any way from sharing uh, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with you. And so we thank you once again for being with us and we pray that uh, that you will be with us again this coming Tuesday as we get uh, further into Revelation chapter 13, um, which is wow, it, it's amazing stuff. Uh, you, I'm, I, can, I can guarantee you that you do not You do not want to miss it. So please be with us Tuesday. And until Tuesday, we need to sign off and say adios. uh, But we look forward to being with you again soon. Thank you. God bless you and take care. Bye now. Bye-bye.